Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. It's time for review of the week, and this week's winner is Dana615. If you are listening to this and you want to win a review of the week, all you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts. It takes one minute and leave a review. You then will be entered into a weekly raffle to win one of three masterclasses. They are all fabulous. They range from meal planning to running nutrition to body image healing. Whichever one you want, it's free. And all you have to do is take one minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Dana said this episode with Victoria. Love, love, love this episode. This is exactly what I am going through. Listening and hearing how others struggle the way I am, especially from two people I respect and admire, was exactly what I needed. Thank you, Serena and Victoria, for being so authentic and genuine. Dear Runner Bod really delivers and keeps it real. I love this. It put the biggest smile on my face. (laughs) I love that you said it keeps it real. I try so hard to keep it real with you guys. So thank you, Dana. Make sure you send me a DM at Serena Marie RD to claim your fabulous prize. Today, we're going to be diving into some science. And I'm really excited about this episode because I love a good food myth busting episode. If you have been getting your nutrition advice from the crazy people on TikTok or the influencers on Instagram, well, you've got another thing coming because a lot of those influencers, those people who eat food and have naturally occurring abs think they know everything about the human body and nutrition, um, they have some really bad advice to be giving you. And so I really want to break it down and talk about the science of seed oils. I actually want to talk about fat in general, dietary fat in general, and how that's affecting your runner body. I want to talk about science. I want to talk about food science. I want to really get into it. And the reason this topic is actually top of mind today is because I had an amazing gal on Instagram reach out and we were talking all about, you know, different questions, things that runners need to pay attention to. Because being a runner does make you a person who has to be a little bit more intentional about nutrition. I mean, I guess you don't have to be more intentional about nutrition. You can get by without being intentional about your nutrition. But if you like having more energy, if you like recovering from your workouts, if you like, you know, not wasting all of your time or spending all this time running. And I know personally, I want to get the most out of my my training by optimizing my nutrition. Then, yeah, we do need to pay attention to nutrition. We do need to think about the food we're putting into our body. Here's the reality is that you are creating oxidative stress when you run. When we run, our body creates more free radicals. It creates damage to our DNA simply by running. This is just something that naturally happens. I don't want you freaking out. And actually, as runners, our body actually upregulates these 
internal, these innate antioxidant systems to help us handle the added oxidative damage of being a runner. There's other things though that we can do to help support our system with this oxidative load. We can actually think about our nutrition and be strong to help reduce oxidative stress in the body. So I did want to talk about this today. I wanted to talk about seed oils. I want to talk about the different dietary fat can play a role in mitigating inflammation for you as a runner. But before we do that, I need to talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that you, what I'm about to say is that certain foods are bad and certain foods are good. You were just assuming because I'm a dietitian, that is what we are about to talk about today. I'm going to give you a big list of foods you should never, ever eat. And I want to remind you that on this podcast, we do things differently. We are going to first and foremost value the fact that our mental health plays a major, major role in our overall health. And we're actually going to start with a little bit of lesson in brain science before we dive into all the stuff you need to know about seed oils. When I work with athletes and Food Freedom Runner Academy, which honestly is a program that I created because at one point I was like many of you who hear things on TikTok that seed oil is the worst thing ever for you and carbs make you fat and you know, God forbid you have sugar because it's addictive. I used to take that information. I would have black and white thinking about it and I would catastrophize. I was like, oh my goodness, if I eat this thing, if I have too much of this thing, I am going to cause all this inflammation and damage to my body. And I had this very extreme practices around food. Now, not only did this lead to me having years and years and years of struggling with eating in secret, binge eating in secret, struggling with my relationship with food. However, also what it did was it caused a lot of inflammation in my body and it would do the same to you. There is not enough people talking about how our relationship with food how all of the food rules around seed oils are bad and this is bad and this is bad and this is bad, how that is affecting your mental health and how your mental health has a very real effect on your physical health. I want you to think about your hypothalamus. This is a part of our brain. And this part of our brain is essentially speaking to and communicating with our pituitary glands and our adrenal glands. And what is happening is if every single time you feel hungry, which, you know, (laughs) we're supposed to be getting hungry during, during the day. If you don't feel hungry during the day, we should probably do a whole other episode all about how people who are not feeling hunger during the day, what that means about your body. But, you know, essentially we're supposed to be getting hungry throughout throughout the day. This is not a bad thing, even though I feel like a lot of people think it is. And if every time you feel hunger, you start to panic or you start to worry or you start to feel anxious, what am I going to eat? How am I going to make this fit into my day? How am I going to eat the healthiest thing? How am I going to fit this into my macros? Oh my God, what am I going to eat at this restaurant? How, if eating, because feeling hunger, if that causes you stress and anxiety, 
that is activating that HPA access, that hypothalamus speaking and communicating with the pituitary glands, communicating with the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are responsible for making cortisol. Cortisol is our stress hormone. So if eating, if feeling hungry is causing you anxiety, is causing you stress, what does this mean? This means your HPA access is in constant overdrive. Your adrenals are constantly getting signals from your brain to create cortisol, to create stress hormone. I feel like you could probably guess this without me telling you. Stress hormone is not good for our body. Stress hormone plays a very negative role in how it affects our hormones. It is going to negatively affect our immune system. It is negatively going to affect a lot of systems in the body, the whole body. The whole body is connected, right? We are dynamic living beings. One system does not exist in isolation. So if you are noticing that all of this TikTok mambo jumbo that this food is bad and that food is bad is causing you anxiety, is causing you stress, You are causing more stress and damage and inflammation to your system simply by buying in to all of the bullshit you are hearing on social media rather than just eating the dang food. Eating the dang food would be so much healthier for you if you were simply eating it and saying, yum, licking your lips, enjoying every bite. That would be healthier Then you sitting there and thinking, oh my God, I can't eat this. What kind of oil was this cooked in? Oh my goodness, how many grams of sugar is in this? How many calories is this? How many Weight Watcher points is this? All of that stress is activating the HPA axis, which is spiking cortisol. Think of how many times a day you have to eat. Think of how many times a day you are feeling hungry. Think of how many times in a year you are eating a meal. If this is chronically happening, you are causing so much stress to the system. It is imperative that you address these food rules, that you address this diet voice that lives inside of you because she, that diet voice, is causing you anxiety and stress and spiking cortisol, which is deleterious to your health, okay? That is like one of the first things we talk about in Food Freedom Runner Academy, I created Food Freedom Runner Academy because I, much like you, used to freak out about all these different foods and how they were affecting my health and whether it was gain- I was gaining weight from these certain foods I was eating. And I realized that even though I was a sports dietitian and I had all of this knowledge in nutrition, I was having so much anxiety and stress around eating that I actually needed a chill pill. Like I needed to unlearn a lot of those beliefs. And Food Freedom Runner Academy is exactly the process that I took myself through. It's the exact process that I needed when I was unlearning all of those diet beliefs so that I could finally feel relaxed and calm when I feel hungry. So I could finally chill and really learn how to optimize my health and my nutrition as a female athlete, how to optimize my hormones, how to improve my performance, how to boost my recovery, how to feel freaking great in my body all day long rather than feeling constantly like I was bonking or, you know, hangry as anything. And so I just want to remind you that when we're talking about the science today, I don't want you to be a black and white thinker. I don't want you to take some of this information and run with it and be like, oh my God, Serena said X, Y, Z. Like, I can't touch that food with a 10-foot pole. I want you to be chill. (laughs) And I know that's so much easier said than done. So again, I want to say this with a lot of love because if you're sitting there and you're like, I can't be chill. I'm stressed about this stuff. 
That's exactly why I have all these free resources, why I have this podcast, while I have programs like Food Freedom Runner Academy that literally will change your life and improve your relationship with food so that you can take the science and you can apply it in a way where you feel calm, cool, and collected rather than feeling like, you know, this is a life or death scenario when you're eating a dang cheeseburger. Okay. So seed oils, this is like, you know, one of the um, fads on TikTok. And it's funny because it is not a new fad. Um, I have only been a dietitian for, I mean, I guess it is now, how long is it? Uh, Like 13, 14 years? No, 13 years? And no, 12 years. I don't know. I've been a dietitian for like 10, 12 years. And so these, these um fads, they, you know, they cycle, right? Like all of these things, they they're cool and they're trendy, and then they're not cool and they're trendy. This is like a perpetual cycle. So the seed oil thing, it had its heyday when I was younger. Um, the paleo diet used to talk a lot about the seed oils all the time, and I totally bought into it. And so I want to talk right now about inflammation. Like I was saying earlier. It is very important for us as runners to be thinking about inflammation and thinking about stress because running does add stress and inflammation to the body. Now, again, stressing out about food, having food rules, weighing and measuring your food, adds stress and inflammation to the body. That is not the solution. If you are a runner training for a half marathon and spending hours of your day training while working a full-time job, while taking care of the kids, while cleaning the house, all those things you have on your plate giving you a long list of foods you can and cannot eat and foods you need to measure out the portion sizes for is not reducing the stress and inflammation in your body. It is adding to it. So what we want to learn how to do is how to stop being a black and white thinker and start taking nutrition information and applying it in a way that feels really good for you, right? We need to personalize your nutrition so it works for you. So when we are thinking about is our seed oils bad or good, the answer is they're they're neither. They're they're just they're a food and they play an important role in our life. And so we can start to learn the role that certain foods play in our life and then we can take that role and we can apply it as needed. So I want to walk us through a little like chemistry lesson of the different fatty acids and how they affect our body. And I want to remove the fear. I want us to really start to feel like, "Hey, I get it. I get what this this fatty acid is doing in my body, and I, I feel calm and cool and collected about it. And I know some of these fatty acids are going to play a role, a more powerful role in reducing inflammation in my body, and I'm going to be more intentional about adding those foods. But that's not going to cause me to feel terrified if my favorite candy has corn oil in it. Like, chill. <laughs> You need to chill. Okay. So let's start with monounsaturated fat. Monounsaturated fat is so freaking good for us. It is going to reduce inflammation. It is going to boost healthy cholesterol. It is such a wonderful food for us. So when I'm working with ladies in Food Freedom Runner Academy, we are unlearning food rules. We are learning how to take these foods that have always been taught to us as being forbidden and bad and trigger foods. And we are learning how to add them back into our diet so that you no longer stress out about them. Because remember, the stressing out about them is also bad for you. 
And we're also adding more foods that are going to reduce inflammation and boost satiety. And monounsaturated fats are those foods that are going to boost satiety, keep you fuller longer while reducing inflammation. So things like avocado and olive oil, those are monounsaturated foods almonds, macadamia nuts, those are unsaturated foods that are or monounsaturated foods that are going to help to improve your health. They are going to help keep you fuller longer. They are going to help you feel more satisfied and they are going to play an important role in reducing inflammation. Okay. So olive oil, avocado oil, I really always recommend my clients to cook an avocado oil, um, add olive oil to your salad dressings or on top of your cooked tuna or on top of your, you know, your tofu that you've made. Um, adding nuts and seeds to your oatmeal or to your yogurt parfait is a great way to add satiety and to add anti-inflammatory properties to your food. That doesn't mean we can't also put chocolate chips made with corn oil into our oatmeal too, because guess what? That is not going to make or break your health. It is not good or bad. It is simply a food that is going to maybe add some kind of pleasure element to your food. Make it more satisfying. Hit the spot. I need to tell you something that is so exciting. Food Freedom Runner Academy is open again. We are accepting new Food Freedom athletes. Food Freedom Runner Academy is for you if you have been thinking about ditching dieting and really learning how to fuel your runner bod to be a runner who can achieve your fastest, bestest, longest race this season. If you are somebody who knows she needs to eat more, if you are somebody who keeps telling herself she's going to do better, she's going to stop dieting, she's going to stop worrying about carbs, she's going to stop worrying about the bloat that she's experiencing, and really learning how to listen to your body, really learning how to fuel yourself so that you can have more of those days where you're feeling energetic and good in your skin, then Food Freedom Runner Academy is for you. And because you're a podcast listener, you know that I have a juicy gift for you. Send me a DM and DM me the word courage. And if you DM me the word courage, I'm going to know you're a podcast listener and I am going to give you a coupon for $100 off enrollment, which is pretty awesome because the program is already a less than $1,000 investment, which is amazing considering you're going to get food journal support, messenger support, eight weeks of group calls, tons of recipes, resources. It's truly a life-changing experience. And yes, I am biased, but I have been told that by hundreds of clients who have gone through the program. It changes lives, and I hope to change your life next. Okay, so that's our monounsaturated fat. Now we're going to move on to polyunsaturated fats. So this is where we start to get into this murky territory that, you know, the paleo people of my day or the TikTokers of 2023 want to go nuts. Sunflower oil is killing you. Corn oil is killing you. Vegetable oil is death. You know, whatever crazy mumbo jumbo they are saying. Here's the reality. Polyunsaturated fats are essentially fats that can have um, 
different effects on the body depending on how the bonds are formed. So some polyunsaturated fats are omega-3 fatty acids. Some polyunsaturated fat are omega-6 fatty acids. And different oils have different quantities of omega-6 versus omega-3. Now, omega-3 are super anti-inflammatory, super wonderful for our health. So for instance, sunflower oil contains omega-3 fatty acids. This is a food that is going to be incredibly important for heart health, is going to be incredibly important for reducing cholesterol, unhealthy cholesterol in the body. This is why we take fish oil supplements, right? It's literally to boost our omega-3 intake. However, sunflower oil also includes omega-6, omega-6, which is a um, fatty acid that oftentimes is categorized as being inflammatory, that is going to contribute inflammation to the body, that can actually um, lead to plaque and um, hardening of the arteries and leading to heart disease. But do we see here how that sunflower oil doesn't only contain omega-6, it also has omega-3. There is nothing do or die about sunflower oil. And this is how most of these oils are. They don't only contain one or the other. They oftentimes contain different ratios of the omega-6 or the omega-3. So what I like to tell my clients is, at home in my house, I like to cook with avocado oil, that monounsaturated fatty acid. But when I go out to eat, I know that it's very likely that the chefs are cooking with corn oil or soybean oil or vegetable oil, which are usually higher in omega-6 fatty acids, that inflammatory fat. But that doesn't stress me out because you know what? I, first of all, know that by stressing out about the food I'm eating, I'm causing more inflammation and stress in my body, so I'm biting myself in the butt, but also because in my home, I'm cooking with avocado oil. I'm eating lots of nut butter, which is rich in monounsaturated fat. I'm eating lots of salmon and tuna, which is rich in omega-3 fats. And so if I'm getting omega-6 as well, when I'm going out to eat or if I'm eating some packaged thing from Trader Joe's that has soybean oil in it, who the heck cares? This is about balance. I am intentionally going out of my way to add satiating anti-inflammatory food to my diet. And I am not stressing out when inevitably I am eating chips that have corn oil in them or I'm eating chocolate chips (laughs) that have soybean oil in them. I'm just picking random things. Or ice cream that has vegetable oil in it, whatever. Who cares? Stop stressing out about that. Life is too short. That is such a crazy, wild thing to worry about. If it is hitting the spot, if it is convenient, and if it is making your meal something that you're able to easily get down the hatchet so you can meet your energy needs as an athlete, calm down, chill out. It is no big deal that it contains omega-6, okay? And again, if you are so worried about omega-6 fatty acids causing inflammation and hardening your arteries, that is a sign that you have an unhealthy relationship with food that may be thinking about how to reduce the activation of the HPA axis, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal glands, causing cortisol to get pumped out every time you're stressing about worrying and counting and measuring your food. 
that would be the better way to pursue optimal health rather than reading labels and removing omega-6 from everything. Okay? So, so far we have discussed monounsaturated fat. We talked about polyunsaturated fat, how that can be omega-6 or omega-3. Omega-3 is that super healthy anti-inflammatory found in fish oil, found in um, seaweed, and found in, in, in tuna and salmon and anchovies and sardines. Omega-6 is often found in these um, soybean, corn, vegetable oil, and sunflower oil, sunflower seed oil. However, there's also omega-3 in those those foods too. Like sunflower seed oil is a great example. There is lots of omega-3 in there, even though there's also omega-6, okay? So we see how it's not so black and white, how there really is, um, you know, the foods that are contributing more to health, but then there's also the foods that maybe just make life a little bit easier. And, and that's where those omega-6 come in. A lot of times those omega-6 fatty acids are found in those packaged goods, but it makes my life easier to use the Trader Joe's dressing that has the, the, the corn oil in it. But you know what? I'm also eating a lot of vegetables and beans and fruits with that salad, which is boosting my health. There's no cause for concern. Okay, the next fat we're going to talk about is saturated fats. Saturated fats found in meat, found in coconut oil and palm oil, eggs and dairy. Um, a lot of times people think saturated fat is really bad for your health, but actually there's not a lot of evidence to support that. And actually there have been studies that show that if you actually try to cut out saturated fat and replace it with carbohydrate, that actually can harm your cholesterol more. Saturated fat is actually going to boost our, our good cholesterol while it's also boosting the LDL cholesterol, which maybe isn't as good for us. And so it kind of is almost like comes out to be this neutral effect. It's raising the good with the bad cholesterol. So I like to think of saturated fat as just kind of like meh. Right? Like, I'm not like going out of my way, like, ooh, I'm eating saturated fat, but I'm not avoiding it. Like, if cheese, oh God, Parmesan cheese, I'm Italian. Like, I love Parmesan cheese. I'm not avoiding that. I'm not worried about it because I also know that when I use my Parmesan cheese nine times out of 10, I'm also using tons of olive oil, which is rich in that monounsaturated, really healthy fat, okay? So we really see how um, the media sensationalizes that saturated fat is so bad for you, but science really is not conclusive that saturated fat has an actual risk in developing heart disease. It doesn't actually contribute to the risk of developing heart disease. And actually we see that what we should be focusing on instead is adding more of that omega-3 and monounsaturated fat. So when I'm working with athletes in Food Freedom Runner Academy, we're not focusing on something stupid like reducing saturated fat. We're focusing on how to take foods that are trigger foods and how to balance them with other foods that are going to boost anti-inflammatory properties and balance blood sugar better. Um, so, So now we've kind of gone through monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, and saturated fat. I actually want to pause here because I I meant to talk about coconut oil in a little bit more detail. I don't know if you remember the days of coconut oil being the end-all, be-all, best thing ever. Um, That was definitely around when I was in my 20s. Like coconut oil, I used to put it 
Um, I used to eat it before I would go running, which is probably part of the reason I used to poop my pants all the time. I used to put coconut oil um, like in a sweet potato or just like eat like a tablespoon of coconut oil because coconut oil does um, have some fatty acids that can be really beneficial for health. It has myristic acid, which potentially can actually help with, with insulin sensitivity. It's a whole other spiel. But we see here again, the saturated fat source has this really healthy beneficial property. It also has myristic acid, which actually um, is falls into more of a medium chain fat and actually can have some beneficial effects on insulin sensitivity. Okay, so things aren't black and white. Saturated fat isn't always bad. It's not always good. It's just kind of neutral. It's kind of just meh. It's nothing. Um, but again, coconut oil had its heyday in the sun. It was the best thing on you know earth, according to all the crazy diet influencer people. And actually, like, it, it's just coconut oil like it gives food some coconutty flavor but like do I want to cook my chicken in coconut oil no like ugh, no thank you I'd that doesn't taste good to me. So so I just want to remind you, like, these foods all have their heyday. They all have their, you know, sensationalized, like, day in the sun as being the best thing ever. But we, we really want to get back to science and we really want to just be thinking to ourselves, hey, how are these foods functioning in our body? Which is exactly what I teach you in Food Freedom Runner Academy. So if you're sitting there and you're kind of having a lot of aha moments that you have been falling prey to these belief systems that certain foods are the best thing on earth and certain foods are horrible for you and evil and are destroying your health. If you are falling prey to that mindset, then it is really important that you think about how all of that thinking and obsessing and worrying about food, how that's affecting your mental health and really kind of taking a look in the mirror and realizing that mental health affects physical health. The effects of pumping out cortisol or stress hormone every single time you feel hungry, every single time you need to eat, that is having a devastating effect on your health. And that is something to worry about way more than freaking sunflower seed oil or vegetable oil. So again, just just because we are learning how to fuel our body as runners in this food freedom approach, this anti-diet approach, doesn't mean we dismiss health. I acknowledge that running causes oxidative stress. I acknowledge that as athletes, we need to be mindful of ways to reduce um, oxidative damage in the body. We need to think about antioxidant intake. We need to think about omega-3 monounsaturated fat intake. However, this does not mean that we need to lose our minds if somebody gives you a bag of potato chips that has corn oil in it or it has, you know, butter on it with saturated fat. You need to chill out because that relationship with food is damaging your health way more than freaking corn oil ever could, okay? So I hope the takeaway from this is that we can think about nutrition using the science part of our brain. We can really start to think about how the science works. And this is part of how in Food Freedom Runner Academy, I, I get you to start thinking about food differently. I'm explaining the science to you. I had a gal graduate recently and she was like, 
and she she was actually a therapist, so she had this very sciencey brain. And she was like, that was really what got through to me is I started learning the science of how blood sugar metabolism works, of how inflammation in the body works, learning how cravings work and how they affect the brain. And that is part of how she kind of stopped thinking about all the calorie counting that she had gotten so accustomed to and really breaking free of all those rules that she had for herself. Your health is much more dynamic, is much more complex than don't eat this food and do eat this food. We need to be thinking about you as a whole person. We need to be thinking about what works best for your body. We need to be thinking about what is realistic for your lifestyle. What are your food preferences? No influencer, as she is just posting the random ish that she has gathered from her Google education, knows intimately what you need. And that is why it is so important when we are following people on Instagram and following people on social media that we are just paying attention to how they affect our mental health and the decisions we are making for our body. I hope this episode was so helpful. If it was, feel free to share it. Feel free to share it with somebody who maybe is following one too many um, crazy TikTok nutritionists. And feel free to let me know if you have any other food myths or TikTok nutrition lessons that you need debunked or clarified. You know, I'm sure they get some things right. Maybe you'll send me something and I'm like, oh, actually, that's true. Um, but feel free to lean on me as a dietitian, as a nutrition resource who could really help you clear up what is worth worrying about, what is worth paying attention to versus what is just stressing you out for no reason whatsoever. I'm training for a marathon and I have no problem using the sunflower seed oil dressing that Trader Joe's sells. Who cares? I'm also eating edamame, avocado, all these healthy fats and all this fiber and all these antioxidants that are also going to play an important role in mitigating inflammation in my bod. I'm calm. I'm cool. I'm collected. And I hope now you can be too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear RunnerBot. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.